0: Hello everyone, happy Monday. I know Mondays can be really difficult sometimes and I'm kind of feeling that right now. Some days are easier than others, but personally I really like uploading episodes on Mondays just because like it brightens up my day and I hope it does the same for you. Um, I know a lot of people with podcasts like post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to kind of get us through the week because you know the weekends are a lot better, but yeah. Um, I'm not commuting a lot right now, and I know with the pandemic, a lot of people are working from home, so, um, now I just kind of listen to podcasts when I clean, shower, you know, like when I work out, or I cook. Not a lot when I'm driving, because I'm driving a lot less, but yeah. Although I do love podcasts, obviously, um, I also like to read the news. Um, it can be really hard, so I don't read it every morning, because just with the political climate the way it is right now and obviously the pandemic, it can be kind of depressing. Like, putting it straight, it's not always the best thing to start off your day with. It's hard, but I do think that it's necessary. For those of you that don't know, I am in college right now. I go to Florida State University and I'm majoring in international affairs. I'm pre law too, so all of that combined, I feel like just I feel like I should be reading the news just to kind of, you know, stay up to date with what's going on, especially with the elections coming up. Um, I'm not trying to convince you to like subscribe to the New York Times or anything like that, even though I do have a subscription and I do recommend. Um, but yeah, I think that the reason I'm bringing up the news is because a few of the themes that I've been noticing in not only my personal life, but in society right now, first showed up on my newsfeed. um specifically three events really shook me and kind of started this culmination of thoughts i've been having so the first event is heartbreaking and has really been shaking the entire country has been following this case and especially with this new wave of like the civil rights movement that we're currently going through And um, the Black Lives Matter movement, say her name. Breonna Taylor is really now a household name. And the fact that her murderers were not charged for killing her really broke everyone's heart. Not only were her murderers not charged, but literally a wall got more justice than a living human being. I'll literally never forget when I went on Twitter actually and I saw everyone's outrage and then I saw what the cops were actually charged for and yeah like the entire country was livid and with good excuse because it was a slap in the face to every single woman but every single black woman in the country so I'm not gonna go and delve into Breonna Taylor's case uh, that's not the topic of today's episode, but I just really do feel like this summer has been event after event after event, and black women and queer women and women of color, just like, I feel like, and I think that everyone feels the same way, and, well, obviously not everyone feels the same way, otherwise we wouldn't be in this situation, but I think we, the majority of us can see that there is an injustice that is happening in this country, and it's very tragic. I'm not trying to take away anything from her story, but this adds to this theme that I've been seeing because the second event um, that I saw in my newsfeed that also shook me was the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh my gosh. I feel like that was just a massive blow to women across the country. Before she died, the pressure on the pressure on her shoulders, the burden she was carrying, like, the position she just held in the Supreme Court was so important for women everywhere. And obviously, like, she tried, oh my god, her dying wish was to give the American people the choice to choose the next Supreme Court justice. Um, We know how... RBG felt about everything that's going on in regards to like women's issues and I just really feel like we're in a vulnerable position. Our autonomy is being threatened and honestly there's no one left to defend it. It's really sad to see this next Supreme Court justice and just knowing what she stands for. I really hope I'm wrong and I hope that you know women's reproductive rights are not going to be infringed on. I I hope they're not going to be taken away. I hope that our bodily autonomy is not actually threatened and that we're going to be okay. And honestly, I hope, but I'm also not naive. And I feel like every door RBG opened for women is now being closed by Amy Coney Barrett. And that's sad again, these are the times, and I know these are very heavy topics and not exactly the most uplifting for a Monday, but it's the political climate right now. And it's very telling, like, we need to be aware of what's going on because they do impact us so heavily. And if they don't impact you directly, that doesn't mean you shouldn't care. I think that you need, I think that this world can benefit a lot from empathy and love. And just because these issues don't directly apply to you doesn't mean that you shouldn't be concerned for people that are being impacted by everything that's going on and I know that sometimes it's nice to listen to podcasts that are more happy and like fun and and yeah like the last episode I had with my friend like that was fun like and we need laughs but we also need reality I'm not going to go into a full depth analysis of our political climate because that's also not what I'm trying to do for Monday. But I have looked at these two events. And then this last event, you know what? It kind of made me happy. It made me really happy, actually. Not kind of. I feel like this last event kind of turned the switch for me. Um, And it kind of said that despite everything that's going on, and by no means am I trying to excuse what happened with Brianna Taylor and the injustice that was served. And I'm not forgetting anything that RBG did for our country and for women in general. But lastly, Kamala Harris was on the vice presidential debate stage. And whether you support her for vice presidency or not, or whether you support Joe Biden or not, is honestly irrelevant to the fact that she's making women's history. And I think that we can rejoice in that, even if she's not the candidate you wanted to see on the stage right now, because honestly, that debate was iconic. We all know what happened when Pence interrupted her, And she didn't allow for herself to be interrupted. No, she said, I'm speaking. And those two words are so simple. Like, honestly, it wasn't anything revolutionary, but it just meant so much. Like, memes on Twitter were made and beautiful, like, graphics were posted on Instagram. Like, created in her honor, as it should be. Like, I think she spoke on behalf of millions of women around the world. These examples that I just gave y'all, like, they were obviously highly publicized in the limelight and, like, all over the news, like I first mentioned. And although there is a huge difference between all three examples that I gave, I think it's also possible for me to feel, like, all at the same time. I hurt for Breonna Taylor's story and the community she represents, and I mourn the political implication of RBG's death. And I also commend Kamala Harris on that stage because, as a woman, this is my community too. And there are certain experiences that, as a woman, we all go through. And it's just been a continuous theme in my personal life. Like, obviously, and thank God, at a much smaller scale of severity. However, Kamala Harris had her stage moment to say, I'm speaking and be recognized for what that really means as a woman. Because I know we've all been spoken over, we've all been mansplained, and sometimes in real life, like, we don't get that moment. We don't get that recognition that we're being heard. Our aggressor, because that's what Pence was, he was an aggressor. In our life, he doesn't really get admonished for his behavior like Pence did all over the news. Instead, sometimes he gets rewarded because, again, this is the world we live in. And I'm definitely like, and I'm speaking type of person. I do try to stand up for myself, but I also value practicality and I'd rather avoid conflict when possible, honestly. And men just don't get the point sometimes, you know, like conflict isn't always worth it. And okay. I know I'm also being very vague right now, but trust me, give me five more minutes and I'll tell y'all what's been going on this month. Um, but just this last thought, like, I know my podcast audience isn't anywhere close to the millions of Americans that, like, watched her on the debate stage, but that's not the point. And I also know that men that have made me feel the way I do are not going to listen to this podcast, and unfortunately, they're probably just going to keep on doing this to more girls, and that sucks. Um, raise your sons better, y'all, but you know what, like, I'm gonna make this my stage moment. This is my ode to Kamala Harris and I'm gonna start off with the small stuff first. You know, just like the annoying things and like then the actually offensive and like inexcusable behavior later. There are things that I wish I could say to someone and there are days that I would love to express myself completely unfiltered but honestly that's not the world we live in we have to maintain a level of professionalism especially with coworkers, peers um and things like that don't stoop to someone's level i try not to do that (laughs) i'm not perfect though obviously but um this is definitely a sips wine type of moment because this is i don't want to say a rant because i feel like i have claims and i am making points (laughs) i have valid arguments And I really do think that if you put any of these men in front of me and I was able to explain A, B, and C of what you did was wrong and, like, why you need to, like, change, (laughs) I think I would be right. Then again, they probably think they didn't do anything wrong, but here we go. Alright, so first off, I've got an issue with men who like to take up space. So, like, massive emphasis on the taking up space part. You know, like, they're not being useful, like, at all. Like, all this privilege, all this male privilege, all this white male privilege, because all of these guys were white, white, like, and you're just taking up space. Like, you could be so useful, but no. But no. So, for those of you that don't know, I'm a senior at FSU, and I'm an international affairs major, so... Um, a lot of my work is, like, paper-based and sometimes I have a lot of projects. Unfortunately, I don't know why the school system stresses group projects so much. I guess, like, obviously, because we have to, we have group projects in the workplace. But anyways, for my international class, for my international law class, I had to do a group presentation, um, about a contemporary case, um, in the international legal realm. So, basically, I was in a group. And the group literally consisted of five girls and one guy. So there was only one guy in my group. And I don't know if that made him feel some type of way. Like if he felt like he should take the lead. But I don't know. I'm not going to try to psychoanalyze him because I just don't think I'm able to. Like I I don't really know what was going on in his head. But basically when you have a group project, at least the way I've done it in the past, We all just use Google Drive because everyone's able to put their pieces of the presentation all on the drive and we're all able to access it at the same time. We can see what work other people have been doing. We can, you know, it's like collaborative. It's just, I've always used Google Drive. I know some people use the stuff that's on Canvas. Um, I don't know what other programs people like to use, but like no one uses Microsoft Word anymore, for example, for a group project because it's just not practical. And i'm not trying to tech shame or whatever but like if you're graduating with a bachelor's degree and you don't know how to use google drive um it's 21st century i just don't think that's acceptable learn how to use google drive and if you don't know how to use google drive i don't think that you should volunteer to take the lead stop taking up space so i made the zoom so that we can all like collaborate and like plan out how we wanted to do our project Um, or whatever because obviously everything's online now so at the end of the call we're like wrapping things up we already have our plan and I like say okay we should use google drive and this guy oh my god he literally says that he can make the drive and I was like okay like we can all just drop our emails in the chat because um if you don't use zoom there's a chat option so like you can just type things out so you don't have to interrupt people while they're speaking so Um, yeah, I say we can all just input like our, our gmails or whatever. So he can add us to the drive and mind you, no one told him, Hey, dude, can you make the Google drive? Like no one said that he volunteered completely by himself again, not trying to text shame, but why would you try to take the lead? Why would you volunteer yourself if you need guidance? Because this man literally said, I'll make the Google Drive. And then like two minutes later, he said, wait, how do I add people to a drive? He, he literally didn't know how to use Google Drive. Like, and I asked him because I was completely shocked. Have you used Google Drive before? And he says no. And now I am just so shocked. I am completely shocked. Why would you volunteer yourself if you've never used Google Drive before? Like, this doesn't make any sense. So again, do not take the lead if you need guidance and also stop taking up space like it's very just annoying like you're a burden to the group and now i'm in this zoom call i no longer want to be involved in i think we were just like as a group like wtf you know like what are you doing We tried troubleshooting for like a second, but it's just really hard on Zoom because you can't see their screen. Like you can obviously screen share, but this man like barely knew how to use technology from what I could tell. So like we didn't even offer that. We tried helping him for like two seconds. I offered to make the Google Drive. He's like, no, 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 I got it. And I'm just like, what are you trying to prove? Like if someone else had made the Google Drive, we would have been over this in a minute. But because you volunteered yourself for something you were not capable of doing, now we are stuck trying to troubleshoot a screen we can't even see. So then I was just like, okay, I'm going to leave my Gmail here. When you figure it out, just add us. And so we decided to end that meeting. And then like later that night, we got like the invitation to edit the presentation. But still, like the point is like, stop taking up space. And like, honestly, this little incident, like honestly, wasn't, It was nothing more than a minor annoyance, you know. Like, however, it was just perpetuated by his behavior throughout the project. Like, if he had handled his stuff afterwards, then I feel like I would have. It would have made up for it. But no, like he was low key like a burden the entire time. Like he, he, when we had to practice for a presentation, he was like at a park even though we had a scheduled time to meet. He was at a park, I don't know what he was doing and he couldn't do his part. And then when we were questioned during the professor, he handled it so poorly. And yeah, I hate group projects. Not everyone cares about their grades. And I do. So obviously when I'm paired with someone whose work ethic is literally like just subpar from what I've seen. It's annoying. Um, just straight up it's annoying. And again, it was just a minor incident that I can move forward from. So like not a big not a super big deal, but Oh, it's just a culmination of little things that like at, over time do add up but it gets worse because there's an issue of men who not only take up space but continue to do so even when they're redirected oh my goodness like know your place just know your place it's not that hard i'll literally tell you where your place is and it's not here But you refuse to listen and i just don't understand like for the life of me i just do not understand so my friend and i go to the gym all the time um shout out to isabella um you already know we go like probably about three times a week at least together and then um i'll go to like the leech which is like the gym on campus two or three times um by myself so and then she does her stuff but we go together like at least three times a week and you know it's a good time so at the gym, there's gym courtesy because there's a specific way to act at a gym. Like, keep in mind, we're all sharing the same equipment. Like, we don't own any of it. It's not ours. So it's okay to ask someone, you know, like, how many reps do you have left or something like that? Like, that's fine. We're all on a schedule. We have classwork, you know, all that, whatever. However, if I wake up at 7 a.m. to make sure that I have plenty of time to do my workout with the respective machines that I want to use... I deserve to do my workout and you know what I deserve to do it in peace I think they call it the early bird catches the worm so everyone knows that the gym starts to get busier a little later in the day because you know like people wake up later like they don't want to wake up earlier um the people that like you know madrugan to go to the gym is smaller than like the people that's sleeping you know everyone's gonna want to sleep in especially yeah. on the weekends and I do, too. I'm not saying, like, I go to the gym, like, at the crack of dawn. I don't. <laughs> However, if you choose to wake up later, that is your fault. Like, you chose to wake up later, and I think that there's sometimes consequences at the gym that you have to own up to. Like, if you, like, if you wake up later, you're going to be late to work. You're going to get started on your day later. And that is literally no one else's fault but your own, for the most part. Okay, so one day, Isabella and I are doing, like, a mini- burnout circuit like not specific sets and reps like not like that um it was very free there was no one in the gym like even if there was not an issue but we were kind of doing our own thing um and so we were switching off back and forth with the squat rack and free weights so like for example i would use some dumbbells while she was using the squat rack and we did like 10 or 15 reps and then we would switch and i would use a squat rack and she would do abs and then um, we would switch, but like the squat rack was never empty because we kept using it like in different workouts because you know, you could do a lot of things with that. Um, and so the circuit was continuous, if that makes any sense. You know, I'm just trying to paint the scene for you. It's not like we kept leaving the squat rack. Like that's not at all what was happening. So we were doing our thing and then this guy comes up and he asks, how many sets do you have left? And I was like, oh, we're not doing sets. We're doing a circuit. And maybe that was too vague. But then he said, how many sets do you have left? As if he, like, he said, he asked me the same question. My answer is not going to change. So I was like, we're not doing sets. We're doing a circuit. And he was like, how much longer? And, like, he was getting annoyed with me. And I don't understand why. Like, I told you we're not doing sets. So I can't give you an actual number. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to give you an actual number because it's going to be inaccurate. Um, so he asked me how much longer, and I say 30 minutes, because I want to give us, like, ample room. Did Were we going to actually take 30 minutes? Probably not, but I definitely wanted to give us wiggle room, and when I told him that it was going to take 30 minutes, he looked even more annoyed, and I was like, dude, like, I felt... Annoyed because you're annoyed. You mean to tell me that I'm over here minding my business, trying to do my own workout that I came to the gym early to complete and you have the audacity to question me on my workout and get mad when I'm working out in the gym? Like that does not make any sense. And then this man, this boy, he literally said, can I use it in between your sets? I'm going to, I'm going to cry for again. We're not doing sets and you're not getting in on our circuit. Like he's like a regular at the gym. Like we see him when we sleep in and like we kind of go a little bit later. But like he's just it's just like annoying and it's rude. Why would you ask if you can use it between our sets? I told you we're doing a circuit, a continuous circuit. So it's not like the squat rack was ever empty. He just wanted to get he wanted to use it like is your workout more important? Like, no, it is literally like first come first serve. We're using the machine and I know it sucks. I like, I know, I know how you feel. Like sometimes when the machine I want to use is taken up, I get annoyed too. Like I get it, but there's a way you react and the way in which he reacted was messed up. He was giving me mad attitude and I don't appreciate it. Like is your workout really more important? Like, no, we have stuff we need to do too. Like you basically want us to wait on you while you do the reps On a machine that we got to first like that makes no sense no like that's ridiculous the caucasity was it annoying yeah do i see him at the gym yeah like whatever but it's just don't be like that ew but this last guy is literally a racist pos like oh my god so we matched and so i don't know him personally but he's the kind of guy to like do streaks on snapchat um, which honestly is just like unattractive and annoying. Like he, you're gro- he was like grown too. Like he, um, like had already graduated, so he had like an actual job. So like I would open his snaps, but like I never really replied because, um, again, dismissive attachment style. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't reply to that. And honestly, he falls for the thirst trap. So you know, he was kind of useful. But never enough to warrant this nasty behavior. So I'm literally minding my business when I get a snap from him. So like I said, he sends streaks. I open it. But I'm like used to it kind of. So like I don't really pay attention to them. Um, So when I get his picture, I click through it. And I didn't really get a full read on what he said. But I saw the slur wet back. I was shocked. Obviously. And this man is a nurse. He works at the local hospital here. I don't want to say which one because there's, I think, two. And yeah, but he works at the local hospital and he's a nurse in the healthcare system with patients of various ethnicities and backgrounds. And I think it's extremely problematic for anyone, but especially healthcare workers who are literally in charge of people's lives and making them get better, to be racist. And have dangerous biases like that is unacceptable and this it is specifically unacceptable for him like if you're a racist but you're like a gardener for example i feel like the amount of damage you can do is a lot less significant whereas if you're racist and you have biases and you're also a nurse in charge of overlooking someone's well-being that is very dangerous I do not like that. That is unacceptable and I'm shocked. And I was literally so shocked and I was convinced that I had misread his snap. So like, you know how you're allowed to like reload someone's snap. Like I think that you're allowed to view a snap like once a day, like review a snap once a day. So I viewed it again. I took a screenshot and I still have the picture because I went to my homegirls and I was like, y'all look at this, look at this, look at this. So basically, it's him in the back of an Uber. I don't know the context very well, but from what I gathered in the caption, like, he was like, he said that the man stuck him in the back of the car, and he called that a wetback. So I didn't, I didn't really understand if he was calling himself a wetback or the driver, which neither are okay, and by the way, he's not Hispanic at all, and he knows I'm Hispanic, so, like, he knew I was Colombian, so I don't understand, like, it does not make sense, like, I don't know, I don't understand what made him think that he had any right to say that or that it was funny i don't know what his intention was but it made me so angry like it made me so angry that he would just call the driver that because from what i gathered i'm pretty sure he was like saying that about the driver um and like I don't know what you expect out of an Uber. Like when I get into an Uber, I get into the back of the car, you know? I don't know specifically what made him upset. He was smiling in the picture. I don't, so like, was it a joke? I don't understand it, but I also don't think it matters because you can't say that. It's not funny. It's not a joke. You're being racist. The behavior is disgusting. There's no excuse for it. And again, he's a nurse. He's the type of... Oh my god, he's that type of guy. If y'all could see me right now, I'm literally like facepalm mode right now. Like, he's a nurse, but he's the type of healthcare, quote-unquote, professional that goes clubbing during corona and thinks calling people wet back is a joke. So yeah, all these events are minor in the grand scheme of things. Like, I got an A on my group project. I finished my workout without any more interruptions, and I... Immediately blocked that guy on Snapchat ASAP. I didn't even care what his explanation was. I didn't want to talk to him, but yeah. All of this, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, like really doesn't matter, but all these little microaggressions add up. You know what I mean? Like they're annoying. Obviously, some are more problematic than others. And I know I'm going to deal with a lot worse in the future. And I have dealt with a lot worse, especially in the workplace like when I was younger and had a smaller voice and didn't really speak up for myself when I should have which honestly I think I'm gonna make a whole episode of like harassment while you're at work because I was like I was 17 like just like the the stuff girls go through is just insane um and being able to talk about it is honestly so like relieving i'm telling you this is literally like a sips wine type of moment because it's like the culmination of everything to be able to just like relieve that and just like say what i feel is so nice and um therapeutic i'm shook because we're in quarantine and men still manage to do all that but in all seriousness i know that women especially my friends in stem Go through these little micro microaggressions a lot more than me. Not to discount my experiences because they're still valid, but it just really does set the perspective. Like it goes back to the whole Kamala Harris stage because it was her stage, not his. In case y'all don't get it twisted, like she got her moment of recognition, and a lot of us don't. Like again, it's easier to just not have conflict sometimes. And I'm happy I got to share this message, like, but oftentimes, like, women don't get heard. And, oh my god, like, my friend, for example, like, she literally got accused of having a crush on a guy because her teacher thought that, like, my friend was handling her crush by acting upset. You know how, like, oh my god, you're so annoying. But, like, my friend was actually thinking this dude was annoying, but the teacher was thinking that my friend was just, like, pretending to be annoyed to, like... You know, be teasing, but no. Like the reality was that my friend was in an all guy group, and they were ignoring her, and like they weren't listening to her ideas, and obviously she got frustrated because it is frustrating. And like for the teacher to assume that, oh my God, all types of mess up. Like so out of pocket. Again, it's frustrating. Unfortunately, I think that the obstacles behind us are planes compared to the mountains ahead of us. I know I said I look at the cup as half full and I do believe that, but at the same time, you know, we need to be real. Um, but I want to leave you with this. First, be the RBG that opens doors for women and doesn't close them. And second, continue to let men know you're speaking, please. With that being said, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to follow this podcast on whatever platform you're using. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Leave a review. And if you want to connect more, follow this podcast at Latina Work in Progress on Instagram. I am sending everyone so much love, especially the ladies out there. And I'll talk some more next time.